You're listening to the Above Target Sales Podcast, delivering insights into the sales process hosted by Stephen Croft. Hello and welcome to Episode 7 of the Above Target Sales Podcast. My name is Stephen Croft and I'm your host. I'm a sales professional with over 10 years experience working in sales. In today's episode, I have another great conversation with Russ McCumber, Strategy Director and GM at Impressive Digital. Russ has been working in sales for about 15 years and he gives me insights into the struggles he faced in his first job in sales. Okay, Russ, thanks for joining the podcast again. Hey, Steve, how are you going? Yeah, really good. How are you? Yeah, good. Really good. Awesome. Um, So in previous podcasts, I've talked a lot about my um, struggles that I had with my first job in sales. And I know that you had, um, I guess, struggles in the past with um, previous results. And I'd love to learn more about them. Can you tell me about your first job in sales? Yeah, I'd love to. And I love hearing that you you struggled as well because, you know, like I feel like lots of people – I don't know. There's lots of people who get into sales and they just smash it from, from day one. I wasn't one of those people. <laughs> and it's interesting because like people have always said, oh, you should work in sales. You know, you could you talk to anyone, get along with anyone. And uh, it, I eventually got to sales and I was 20, how old was I, 27? So I came to it late. Um, but I was working in event sales um, and experiential events. And it was an inbound, inside sales, so inbound and phone sales. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, phone sales in name only because I was uh, I, I was pretty scared of the phone, mm-hmm. so didn't have any didn't have any training, um, and just wasn't very com- confident on the phone. And especially being in an office, like it was only a small business, there's only half a dozen staff in mm-hmm. the office. But um, yeah, making phone calls in front of them, I, I just found super super like daunting. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to say the wrong thing. I didn't want to sound silly. I don't know. Just I had no confidence. So my challenge was uh, trying to convert people over email instead. <laughs> yep. Because I was quite a good writer. I mean, I'm, mm. I, you know, I've I've been I've done lots of copywriting over the years and lots of freelance sort of music journalism and the like. So I thought, okay, well, I can. I'll just do it my way. So I was just writing lots of really persuasive <laughs> emails rather than calling people, and. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to trying to get through that way, which got me results. Like I, I'd I'd hit I'd hit my number. I'd hit enough target to to pay the bills and the like. Mm-hmm. But it what it certainly wasn't you know setting the world on fire. And I'd literally, it's funny because I was I was partying pretty hard to be completely open. Uh, the first few days of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I just pretty tired. Didn't feel much like calling people that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I'd be writing those emails, but then you know, come to Thursday and Friday, and and got to start closing some deals. I'd, I'd start to hit the phone by the Thursday, um, mm-hmm. but I, I picked up a bit of a a really bad habit as I as I was starting to hit my number. I started to do some face to face sales because that's generally the progression. You go sort of phone, then face to face, and um, so I had I got a mobile phone for the job, and then I changed job and I had mobile phone as well. Um, but again, I was too too scared to call in front of people, so I'd just get on the mobile and I'd actually get outside and um, walk and walk the streets and do my negotiating and everything where no one could listen. <laughs> Which yeah. is interesting because people think like, "Oh, he must be trying to do something dodgy," but it wasn't at all. I just was like, like lacking confidence, lacking confidence in my the content I was saying, in my ability to persuade. Um, really concerned about getting critiqued, like it's just mm. so. 
I spent five, six years of my career trying to close people on email as opposed to actually doing it properly over the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what changed for you? How did things get better? I kind of got forced to change because I went from, um, yeah, those roles in, in experiential events and, and selling event management and the like to, uh, I always wanted to get into, into digital marketing. Um, mm. so, so the experiential, experiential event space and the corporate event space is kind of like at the side of marketing, you, you're eating into a little bit of the marketing budget, but it's not really, you know, it's not always, unless it's experiential, it's not always marketing to promote the brand of a business. So I wanted to get more into, you know, the driver's seat in terms of helping promote businesses. Anyway, uh, started working in digital marketing, but it was actually in a call center um, where I was in a room, like with a tiny little cubicle. It's a small room, but there was about 20 of us in there, all cold calling, and where there was a big talk time board. And I'll never, I'll never forget, I would like, just like, can I swear or not? <laughs> if you want. Uh, no, I mean, you can bleep it out, but I just shat myself like yeah. that. Ho- holy crap. Like I am now, there's no hiding. I can't go for a walk on my mobile. I don't have a mobile for this job. There is a board above my head with everyone's name and everyone's name is in green, yellow mm-hmm. or red. And we have activity metrics we need to, uh, you, we have to make 60 calls in the day or two and a half hours talk time. Ideally both. Mm. And if you are on track through the day, your name was in green. If you are just middling, your name was in orange. I used to see my name in red <laughs> way more often. <laughs> and it was like, just talk about pulling you out of your comfort zone and into, God, yes, you know, into a, an area where, I, where, you know, where growth happens. That was mm. the only way I got better. Mm, so yeah. just through repetition, through those calls, through – and we actually had proper sales training. So, okay, here's your sales process. Here's your objection handling. Here's the model we use for that. <clears throat> you know, and there was some, you know, actual proper training, which was the first time I had that, and I had a good mentor, so that was great. But, um, yeah, from there, that was where – it actually, interestingly, like it, it, I took to it pretty quickly. Um, mm. And within, within sort of six months of doing that, I was, I was training the team and running – running coaching sessions and I, I kind of was all in from that point. So it uh, took, it took that sort of shoving me out of comfort, out of my comfort zone to, uh, to, to actually grow and get good at it. And I got, I got really good. So you couldn't hide. There's no hiding. Like yeah. you literally, you, your phone, you, your call is right there. I had um, the outbound team leader at the time. Her name was Magda. She was a superstar. She mm. um, used to, li- she'd be listening to my call. She'd double jack in listen mm. to my calls and then she'd um uh we used to use google chat she'd google chat me to tell me stuff to say or you know <laughs> give me tips on you know close now close or you know what i mean that sort of stuff mm. and i actually found that massive mega off-putting to the point where i can't do that with people if i'm coaching people i can't coach via slack on the call because i just mm. i just find it interrupting myself so yeah it's distracting yeah i, I think like mm. I think I'd rather give that feedback straight after the call. Yeah. At the moment, like if, they, if they're looking at their Slack, they're not present in the conversation. Yeah, so, that makes sense. You know, I'd much rather they just stay present and then afterwards, you know, well, I'll give them that feedback. But so there was no hiding. Like I'm literally, the, mm. the cubicles were small too, dude. Like, you know, they, I had, you know, people either side of me mm. and, you know, the people on the other end of the phone, it was a call center. They could hear the other conversations if they were being loud. Like it was very... Um, but they're, they're, that's when you realise that, well, they're on the phone. They're not listening to you. 
they're doing their own thing. You know, <laughs> they're tr- they're not all just sitting around going, oh, let's just wait and listen, ru- listen to Russ stuff up this pitch. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, well, that reminds me of what I, I touched on in a previous episode. And I, I talked about the exact same thing about when you work in sales, there's no hiding. And mm. I compared it to previous jobs I've had where I worked in IT. And it was very easy to hide. And this was back in my, my 20s. So I would often turn up late or go for really long breaks or yep. just sit in my desk in my cubicle and no one would notice me for hours. Like no yeah. one would talk to me so I got away with so much and it wasn't just me it was I remember another job that I had where I was you know it was cubicles and we worked at a, a help desk um, people would just sit at their desk and almost do nothing all day and they got away mm. with it mm. and the big contrast was when I left that industry and worked in sales I realized not that I was looking forward to hiding but I just realized that you can't do that because mm. the numbers, if your numbers are down, and it wasn't things like talk time, it was just like the number of sales I made or the number of, of customers that I added to the database was, if it was mm. low, then you were very clearly not doing anything. So there's no hiding when you're going to yeah. come to sales. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I, I, I kind of like, I needed that. Mm. I, need, I needed that exposure and I needed that um, I, I, I remember like when I just started to, to get my head around, okay, well, I'm, I'm getting measured on this. I may as well do it. Um, and then started getting good at it. And we are like, oh, wow, I just, I needed a push. So for me, that was really good. Um, you know, last, last few years, I've obviously progressed and it's been different types of metrics that, that drive how I do well. But yeah. definitely at the time, I think it, it instilled in me like a real, a real work ethic to, to do proper activity. Even yeah. though sometimes those activity metrics are off, like we've spoken about before, like sometimes, you know, if it's two and a half hours talk time, I, we've, I've, I've caught some of my staff doing some things they shouldn't have been doing to get to the two and a half hours. But that was a behavior we were encouraging by making that a, um, you know, such a strongly enforced metric. Yeah. But for all of, the, all of that stuff of people trying to game the system, I know just personally it worked for me. It, it, yeah. it, really, it really helped sharpen my sharpen my, uh, the old sales axe. Mm. Well, th- these insights have given me... Um... You know, Jeb Blount, one of our favorite sales guys yeah. over in, over in the USA. Um, yep. he's, he's got a great quote. And the question he asked is, how do you get a salesperson to stop working? And the answer is, put a phone in front of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's so true. And it, when you talked about avoiding phone calls. And I personally avoided phone calls in my first um, sales job. I would much prefer um, the face-to-face. And even when I did get a job where I was working in Outbound, I still avoided uh, making phone calls as much as possible. Um, so it's just a funny quote from um, Jeb that I think resonates with both of us. Yeah, I love that. Mm. I love, and it's so true. Yeah, yep. yeah. So what I take from this is that you had a lot of struggles. Um, yep. Maybe not exactly the same as struggles that I had, but it's still struggles in the first, uh, I guess, sales role. But it was the training, the coaching, mm-hmm. the processes um, that actually helped you. And also uh, um, sales managers, Mm-hmm. as well so yep that made the difference didn't it i think the training and support combined with the exposure <laughs> to be completely frank if the, the talk time board above my head that made me you know do what i had to do like yep. it was we I, I when i first started in that gig like i literally in the first month saw like five people get walked out of the office some of them for poor activity some of them for just you know toxic behavior but like i, I, I could see the outcome okay 
you don't do your job, you don't hit your numbers, guess what? We're, we're not going to be shy in, in walking you out. It, it was That was a really tumultuous time for the company when that happened. They were doing a bit of a uh, you know wholesale turnover. But um, anyway, I'm, I'm off track. I think the training and support combined mm. with um, yeah the, the, the exposure for me personally, mm. that was what turned me around for sure. And, and also, you, you know, you had huge motivations in your life because you uh, were newly married, I guess, um, and, uh, yep. and, and starting a family, right? So how did that yeah, influence you? Yeah, we had – um, oh, huge. Like, well, mm. we had um, – so at that point, we had one daughter and twins. Our newborn and- – Angel's pregnant with twins. Mm. So I, I had a, a very fast-growing family. And also, to that point, like, the, the base wage that I was on wasn't enough to cover rent. Mm. So I needed comms. It wasn't like comms where I used to remember hearing my workmates talk about what they're going to spend their comms on. You know, like it was a luxury. <laughs> you know, I'm going to buy. The, I'm going to buy this new bag. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go out. I'm going to do this sort of stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to ask my dad to borrow money for rent. So I can put a fit, <laughs> put a roof over my family. That's that's my comms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you had way different motivations to them. Yep. Yep. Hmm. So that but, definitely drove me to, drove me to be better. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for your insights. Uh, really good to get you back on the show. Um, no hoping you can join us uh, for uh, any future podcasts. Yeah, love to. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Russ. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye. Gotcha. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.